Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. Every fortnight I do a new podcast on different aspects of training for trail running and ultra running and any of those sorts of things. So a question I've been asked is how do I train for hills when I live in a flat area? Now, this is actually quite a common question because in spite of living in a flat area, many runners do feel the allure of running in the mountains. Who wouldn't? The mountains are absolutely stunning and they provide you with an awesome challenge. There's something quite different about climbing and descending hills as compared to running on the flat. I know for myself that is my preference and I love it. And even though I have hills in my area, to be honest, they're hills, they're not really mountains, and I still need to do supplementary training to make sure that I am nice and strong for some of the really big mountains that I do race on. Some races, certainly in Europe and those sorts of things, have climbs that can last for over an hour. And the smaller hills that we have here in Australia make it a lot harder to train for those sorts of ascents and their corresponding descents. So that means that we will have to do some sort of supplementary training to get stronger for mountains. So whether you live in the flatlands or with some hills in your area, you still may very well need to do some supplementary training. So this is what I'm going to be talking to you about. And like I said, many runners who live in the flat areas still want to run in the mountains. They may not have, like I have my Dandenong near me, they might not have something like that. They enter the race of their dreams, looking at the beautiful scenery that they see on the website, enter it and then reality sets in and they go, oh my golly, how am I going to train for this hilly race? Okay, and hilly meaning often, many times, very mountainous. So there are many ways to train, but of course, like I've said, nothing compares to actually running in the mountains. So by all means, use some of these alternate methods, you know, or none, it's up to you. Some people don't like to do the supplementary cross training, but you need to try to get to the mountains as often as you can. Even one weekend a month is better than nothing. All right, so one of the first ways that you can train for... um the mountains is to use stairs. Stairs, I think, are probably one of the best cross-training methods. And there are three ways that you can build stairs into your hill strength phase. So you can just have general strength for running by running up and down at a moderate, just general pace. I know when I was um, in Vietnam on a quite a long holiday and I was trying to keep my leg strength for hills, just in the building that I was staying in, I would just run up and down the stairs. So you'd have a stair flight, then the little landing stairs and so on. So it's not just an endless flight of stairs, but it's something you can do. Also, when I was in Canada and it was too snowy to get out to the mountains, there was a quite a long a set of stairs downtown and everyone would go there and we would train just going up and down, up and down. So not at any particularly hard pace, like not sprinting, not whatever, just up and down, just to get in the vert and the leg strength. Also, then you could, for instance, the second way is by sprinting. And this might be when you've got like a shorter set of stairs at, say, some sort of stadium or something like that. And or if you want to do some kind of speed work on a set of stairs. So you would sprint up the stairs one at a time, like take each step one at a time as fast as you can for 
you know, approximately 30 seconds or thereabouts, and then take it easy on the way down as recovery. Another way of building leg strength is stair binding. So you bind up the stairs, skipping a step each time, and you aim to get some air, some lift and air with each bound up. So you're really using your toe off and developing calf strength as well as focusing on using your um, glutes to push you up the stairs. And once again for about 30 seconds and then back down the stairs as recovery. So that's three different ways you can use physical stairs. Also for the general strength for um, running up and down, you can also use a stair master. So this is not a step up because they're not really they don't really imitate stairs properly but the stair master is the one at the gym where it, um you've got the handles and it's you have to kind of walk up the stairs to get to the top it's quite high and and that one is really quite good personally i find it really it gets a bit boring and i do notice that a lot of people myself included at times rest too much on the um handrails which obviously takes away from the legs but um it's very hard to keep it going on that without using the handrails occasionally. So I I get why that happens. Okay, so another way for developing strength for heels is weight training. And um, and that, so using the weights in the gym is another way of developing the leg strength. So there are a few different exercises that you can do. Stepping up onto a step with, first of all, with your own body weight. So the step should be the height should be just below knee height, okay? And then you're stepping up. You can at first start with a slightly lower step if you're really not used to it and then progressively build and make it higher to that just below knee height. Start without weights and then progress to adding weights. And you can use weights either as um, dumbbells or barbells. Personally, I find dumbbells a bit easier. A second kind of exercise that you can do is split squats. So these can be lunges or you can just do them as stationary squats with, you know, your legs in the split position. So they can be forward lunges, either onto a step or off a step. And doing it off a step is good as well because that helps to develop the strength for when you are going downhill. Because oftentimes I find running downhill takes much more out of my legs then running uphill and ultimately with running uphill you can always hike if it always get if it gets too much whereas downhill you really want to run it and that can really smash up your legs in in actual fact a lot of the the doms that you get from hilly runs or races is from the downhill portion of the run so you can do forward lunges onto or off a step or on the flat reverse lunges are always good as well it just helps to add variation and it helps to focus or, or to utilise different muscle groups when you are doing that. Remember, as you're pushing up, to always focus on using your glutes. And you can add weight when your form is 100% correct. You need to be doing these sorts of things in front of a mirror, not, you know, in any vain concept, but to make sure that your knee is tracking straight. It's not folding, uh, wobbling inwards. This will show that you need to take a step right back and develop strength in your glutes, generally using a band around your knees, that sort of thing. Also, uh, one-legged squats with dumbbells are another good one. Once again, in front of a mirror to make sure that your knee is not collapsing in. 
You can also do kettlebell squats and a way of making this harder is on a BOSU ball. And this is good because it adds an element of um, instability, which when you are trail running, there is a lot of instability. And so using a BOSU ball helps with that as well. And you can also do your um, split squats with, say, your front foot on the BOSU ball or your back foot, either one. And once again, adding some instability, so developing your core. Box jumps and those sorts of things are great as well, either jumping onto a box or jumping off and then leaping into the air. So the variety is endless. There is, I'm just covering the main exercises you could do in a gym, but there are many more that you could do. And um, of course, you know, I provide weight training as part of my program and can help uh, my athletes focus on those sorts of things. I have quite a variety of things that you can do and, and plyometrics certainly are a good one. The uh, and next one is find a hill. Now, I know people say, well, it's flat, I can't find a hill, but it doesn't matter how short the hill is. You will find sometimes even just someone might have a steep driveway or um, a car park leading up to the next level. That's not necessarily steep, but just sprint up it. It's just getting used to that, the toe off and pushing up. And so sprint up it hard, then repeat with the diners, as a recovery. And up these hills, you can also do things like high knee skipping and binding, which helps to develop strength in your legs. Another way then to develop strength for, say, downhill is on the downhill, focus maybe on sprinting the downhill. So that could be a downhill workout or doing lunging steps, walking down the hill with lunging steps. So you take a big step and you lunge right down, getting your back knee down and then pushing up again. And that's great for developing strength for the downhills. Another way of training for uphills when you don't have them is a treadmill. So if you are lucky, the treadmill at your gym will be able to put it, be put up to a decent incline. When I was living in Canada, I was lucky enough that the gym that I went to had that. So when it was like dumping down snow and I couldn't even go to the stairs to do any kind of climbing, I would practice hiking on the treadmill because I could get, I can't remember what percentage it was, but that was really quite steep. So, um, and I would just hike up the um, treadmill. Once again, not the most exciting workout in the world, but you're looking here for getting some leg strength in. Unfortunately, you can't really train for the downhills on a treadmill, but that's the way it goes. I know people talk about propping a treadmill up and that sort of thing, but I personally would not be doing that. I'd just be worried something would go wrong. So treadmills can be great for that, but you've got to be able to get a decent incline on it. But even you can do some of your um, speed sessions, even if it's on a, a general incline, not maybe not quite, you know, 15, 16%. But, you know, maybe say 8% and do some of your intervals on a slight incline. This always helps to not just develop the strength in your legs, but develop the, the mental tenacity for running uphill. So hopefully this has given you some ideas on how to train for hills in a flat area. As I said in the beginning of, however, nothing beats training on actual hills. So really try to get some proper hills in as part of your plan that is progressing towards your A race. And of course, if you're doing a really mountainous run, you want to be able to practice using poles because poles are very helpful for hilly courses. But also remember to keep it fun. I know I've said using treadmills and all that sort of stuff and the Stairmaster. If you find if you really don't enjoy that, then you're better off just getting fast on the flat. Um, 
because you ultimately can train on the flat and still smash out a decent hilly course. If that's all you can do, then that's the best that you can do. Do the best training you can do, then let it go. Many years ago, I won the six-foot track marathon whilst I was training for a sub-three-hour marathon. So I just did the six-foot track as part of my training, just as a fun race that was, you know, timing-wise right, and I thought that that would be a good one to do. So it is possible to do. I had not been training specifically for hills. I was doing the odd trail run, training purely for a flat marathon and I was, it, it made me, I was still strong and fast. So it is possible to do. Of course, that was, um, six foot track is, is only 45k. So if you're talking an ultra, you probably would, like I said, want to get in some hills in your build up. And if you're training for a miler, you'd want to be having a decent length build up. So there would be time to try and find some hills and, uh, you know, maybe make a weekend of it and that sort of thing. You know, if there's a public holiday coming up, make a three-day weekend. There's always ways to um, try to fit in some time for hills because, like I said, nothing is as good as hills. So hopefully, like I said, hopefully this has helped you a bit and um, let me know. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Also, please do give me some more ideas on different things you would like me to talk about. Um, like I've said, pole tra- poles are really good and pole training is good. I'm starting skill sessions for poles, which um, I've just done some recently and will be starting a new session of those in the new year. I can also tailor those to your needs with things about packing your pack and those sorts of things. So do let me know what is interesting t- for you. Next week's podcast, I am talking with Craig Harper. He is a high-performance coach who has coached many athletes with their physical and mental training. Um, a really amazing guy. I went and saw him at uh, Deakin University earlier in the year for a workshop, and I find him very inspirational and interesting. So um, check that one out. It's a, I, it's a really good one. Uh, he's once again, really great for interviewing. He has his own podcast. So obviously he's quite experienced at all of that. So it was great to chat with him. So that's something to look forward to next week. Once again, as I always say, I'd really appreciate it if you could, um, rate me on Apple podcasts and give me a review. I love seeing your reviews and I really appreciate your ratings. Um, And if you have any comments or questions for me, always please look for me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, www.peakendurancecoaching.com.au. I love hearing from people and hearing their thoughts. I hope you have a great week of training and good luck for any races coming up.